It's Jesse. If you're hearing this, that means my limited edition capsule collection for Joe Fresh is out now. <laughs> In select stores and at joefresh.com, I designed matching pieces for the entire family in a really fun, bold checkerboard print, including a baby romper, toddler and kids dress, a kids t-shirt and short set, a shirt for men, and the cutest women's linen short set that you will live in all summer long. Every piece is under $35 and warning, you will get compliments wherever you go. Shop it now before it's gone. This week on Phone a Friend, Justin Timberlake is back and no one cares. Jessica Biel eats in the shower and everyone cares. Heidi Montag drops a new single like it's 2008. And a new season of Vanderpump Rules is here and so is Sheena Shea. Disgusting. I was shaking. Fucking Rachel. Uh, if anyone knows someone in a relationship that I can cheat with publicly, please advise. I'd like to make millions and my Broadway debut. Until then, let's begin. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. to phone a friend. I'm Jesse Crookshank. It is February after the world's longest January. We made it. And we're back with a jam-packed mid-season banger. I mean, Coachella, Vanderpump, Timberlake, Montag, Pratt. We barely have time to get to Travis Swelsey, who have officially made me believe in love and football. Okay, literally this morning, sorry, sidebar, getting off track right out of the gate. Literally this morning, Evan walks downstairs into the kitchen and says, uh, looks like there are flights from Japan, but the challenge is going to be all the private jet landing times are booked. I said, what? In my mind, I was like, is he planning some kind of a romantic getaway for us? I mean, I know it's our 10-year anniversary coming up this spring, but Japan, I mean, nope. 
Turns out he was just updating me on the logistics of Taylor Swift being at the Super Bowl. And we appreciate that. We appreciate it. Because if you recall, a mere handful of months ago, my husband Evan thought this was all a publicity stunt. He went on record. Technically didn't know he was being recorded on record, but he did say to me in a video I recorded without his consent that this was all a publicity stunt. Now he's worried about private jet landing strip availability. We've come a long way, baby. And suddenly, I don't know about you, but I am counting down the days until the Super Bowl. I'm also counting down the days until Phone a Friend will officially return with season two on March 14th. (laughs) I'm so excited. It's not like I've gone anywhere, okay? I've been with you pretty much breaking down everything that I can in pop culture on this podcast in these mid-season bangers, but we're going to be officially back. Jason, my producer, will be back. My little boy band will be back with the sound effects like it's all going to happen again starting March 14th, and we're not going to go anywhere after that. After that, we're going to be around for a damn year, so settle in. And on March 14th, I'll be fresh off of shooting my first ever stand-up special. I got to tell you, I've been working. That's kind of what I've been like hold up working on every single day of this very long January. And I am so excited for it now. Like this is going to be one night only at the Opera House in Toronto, March 9th. A lot of it is a show that I toured uh, last year, but there's a lot of new stuff. It's like a new, tight, one-hour show. There's an early show. There's a late show. Tickets are already 75% sold out. So I just, I'm just telling you phonies, Jesse's friends, you know I would love for you to be there. I would love to have you there with me for this very special night. And let's be honest, you need it, okay? March is that weird, like, still cold, not quite spring, but feels like it should be in between month. Give yourself a March break from your damn kids, okay? And come have the best night out with me. Bring friends, bring your spouse. Husbands at my show are my favorite thing, okay? Like husbands who look like they have been dragged somewhere uh, against their will. That's the greatest sight in the crowd for me. Or come alone. Come alone. A lot of people come alone. Come hang with me. Uh, Get your tickets now. I can't wait. Ticketmaster.ca. And the tickets are very affordable. Can I just say that? I'm a cheap date. (sighs) Okay. Speaking of hotly anticipated live events, last week the lineup for Coachella came out, and I have never felt more elder millennial. Like, sure, you've got headliners like No Doubt, Doja Cat, Lana Del Rey. We've heard of them. But have you heard of Clowncore, Mall Grab, Narrowhead, Coco Roco, Kimonos, Juju, The Aquabats, Barry Can't Swim, Feeble Little Horse, Feeble Little Horse, Brutalismus 3000, Art Bat, Koi Larray, BB Tricks, Keyspan, Upchuck. No? That's weird. I love Upchuck. Oh my God. Love that new album by Feeble Little Horse. What is this? Looking at this poster, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I honestly feel like English is my second language. Like, what is this? 
Who is 88 rising futures? And since when can you just have numbers in words? I, I, I don't know. This is what my mom must feel like when she listens to this podcast because she listens every week and you've got to imagine she's like, Tom Schwartz? What is she even talking about? That's how I felt looking at this Coachella lineup. Like I I felt straight up geriatric. And then like a gift from God, out came the lineup for this year's Lovers and Friends Music Festival in Las Vegas, which my elder millennial brethren, I believe, was created just for us. Perhaps you've heard of headliners. The Backstreet Boys, Usher, Janet Jackson, Nelly, Nelly Furtado, Ludacris, Snoop Dogg, TLC, T-Pain, Neo, Lil Wayne, Brandy and Monica, Ja Rule and Ashanti, Craig David, Khalees, Sean Paul, Jason Derulo, Jason Derulo, T.I., Genuine, Mace, M.I.A., and you know who's at the bottom of the poster in the smallest of fonts? 98 Degrees. When 98 Degrees is last on the list of artists at a music festival, when you need a magnifying glass to make out the words 98 Degrees because they are listed so small on that poster, I need tickets stat. Okay, I immediately texted my high school best friend's group chat, and within 48 hours, we had purchased six tickets and six flights to Las Vegas, baby! Get ready, five tired-ass moms and my one friend who made the wise decision to not have children. We're coming to Vegas, baby! Phonies, fuck Coachella. I'm going to the Lovers and Friends Music Festival this May, and I, I may never be the same. Like, I, I actually may never physically recover from being at an all-day music festival in Las Vegas. I'm not sure I have the stamina. I don't know that there is an orthopedic shoe supportive enough for a full day's event. I told my friend Kate I was going, and she said... Rightfully so. She said, aren't you scared of big group gatherings like that? Like, especially in America. She was like, I would be kind of nervous just about my safety, given what has happened at a music festival in Las Vegas. And I said, yes, this is a very fair point. This is also a music festival geared towards tired-ass elder millennials, okay? This is going to be a bunch of moms and dads on a weekend away from the kids. My only safety concern, if I'm being honest, is what kind of protective sun hat I should wear. Will they let me in with a large bottle of SPF or do I have to make do with a travel size? These are the precautions that I'm thinking about. And if you have any further questions about the demo, just know this. The general admission tickets cost $350. General admission tickets with access to, quote, air-conditioned bathrooms cost $600. So this is a demographic who would be willing and able to spend $250 extra to urinate comfortably. And I think that's all you need to know about the Lovers and Friends Music Festival. Rest assured, my friends and I did not splurge for the $600 tickets. We will be peeing in buckets in 98-degree heat. Just 
to get close to 98 degrees. Speaking of artists who peaked in 2002, Justin Timberlake is back, baby. And that brings me to my one thing. Last week, Justin Timberlake released his first new song in six years called Selfish. And you want to know what people did to celebrate? They streamed Britney Spears' 2011 song, Selfish, pushing it to number one on the iTunes charts, leaving Justin's new single in the number four spot the day it came out. Cold-blooded. Even Britney came out and was like, guys, I like the Justin song. Like, everyone, please relax. Unfortunately, she was the only one. The reaction to this man's comeback has been harsh, okay? I'm just going to read. These are three headlines that came up when I Googled Justin Timberlake new single. Justin Timberlake selfish is a turd. Selfish is boring and predictable and mediocre. The lyrics to Justin Timberlake's single are cliche heaped upon cliche. Listen, professional music reviewers. Here's my take, okay? As someone who will be going to the Lovers and Friends Music Festival. (sighs) Let me tell you what I think. When I first heard the song, I agreed, okay? I was ready for like a rock your body, a sexy back. I was ready for like a mirrors even or a better place. I I wanted that. You've been in the studio for six years. Just give me a damn bop. And what we got as the debut single is a song listed as the 15th track off of this new album that does feel like a 15th track. It's mid-tempo. The lyrics are kind of basic. It's kind of giving like late track off of black and blue. Maybe that was too mean. Is that too mean? That's really mean. Late track off of incomplete. Is that meaner? I don't know. Oh, God. The thing is, the cliches are endless, okay? This 43-year-old dad who's been married for 10 years sings lyrics like, You must be an angel. Your lips were made for mine. Owner of my heart. Make me go insane. I may be wrong, but I don't want to be right. Those are all lyrics in the new single. And I'm not sure if I'm saying that I, like, want to hear him singing about his life now. I don't need, like, a a falsetto about changing diapers or making lunches or, like, the Scandinavian sleep method, okay? I don't need to hear that. I don't need, like, full-blown dad pop. But lyrically, there seems to have been very little evolution from what he was singing about 20 years ago. That said, I wanted to like this song. So I listened to it all weekend, nonstop, all day, every day. Alexa, play Justin Timberlake, Selfish. And if you are listening to this with an Alexa in the room, you're welcome because it's playing it for you now. I forced this song down my husband and my children's throats until finally Evan looked at me this morning while he was making a lunch and I was literally changing a diaper. And he said, it's kind of a jam. And I'm here to say, I now love the new single, Selfish, by Justin Timberlake. Roll it! So if I get jealous, uh-uh. I can't help it. I want everything with you.
grower not a shower okay it's a grower gotta let it grow on you and then like me you will love it because let's be honest you are in your 43 year old justin timberlake phase of life you know you are you have no business being at the lovers and friends festival you have every business making a child's lunch at 7 30 a.m while alexa plays selfish by justin timberlake to set the mood for your day His other song, Sanctified, which he performed on SNL, also a jam. And I don't know why I'm like this Justin Timberlake apologist all of a sudden. I realize he did some fucked up shit to women in his 20s. Janet Jackson, Britney Spears. He's an entitled, kind of annoying white man who's been profiting off of black culture for decades. I know this. I also know that we as a culture enabled him, okay, We did that. We forgave him. We demonized Janet Jackson and Britney Spears. We made him the biggest pop star in the world, despite all of his behavior. We did that. And it is interesting to watch this comeback because now this is a man who, like, if you remember when he hosted SNL at the peak of his career, there was no bigger, more entertaining star doing it right? That was event television. Like, remember when Justin Timberlake and Jimmy Fallon together were like peak comedy? It was fucking the second coming of vaudeville? Was the two stooges? Like, we couldn't get enough. And this weekend, he returned as just a musical guest. And when he popped in on Dakota Johnson's monologue, people weren't as stoked. They were like, Get off the stage. Stop stealing the spotlight from women. That was the reaction to his return to SNL. The cultural perspective on Justin Timberlake has shifted so much. And I guess I'm just here to say, I've said it before on this podcast. I'll say it again. Like, I get it. But I also think he is one of the most talented artists of our generation. And he has released some of the best music of the last 20 years. I was reminded of that when he did the classroom instrument segment on Jimmy Fallon last week. And before you turn this podcast off and like write a review that says hashtag free Britney, can you just do me a favor and listen to this? Wait for it. Here we go. It's like hit after hit after hit. Maybe he just needs Timbaland back. Unfortunately, Timbaland uh, is busy performing at the Lovers and Friends Music Festival, which I don't know if I mentioned this. I'll be there in May of 2024. He needs Timbaland back in his life. I don't know. But it's like he's created a lot of amazing music. 
And he's doing all of this to promote his new world tour, which he announced last week, which was met with tepid excitement. And that's got to be tough for him, knowing what the reaction would have been if he announced an in-sync tour. Okay? Like, Justin Timberlake World Tour. It's like, okay, I nod and then kind of go back to work. In-sync World Tour, I rip my panties off, call my accountant, and move some money around to get those damn tickets. You know that. You do too. He stopped by the Kelly Clarkson show yesterday and told her that InSync is currently in the studio, quote, working on some things. I hope it's the portion of his tour where they come out and just sing InSync songs for an hour and a half. That's what I'm hoping for. But listen, I'll say it. I am looking forward to more new music from Justin Timberlake. I can't help it. I may be wrong, but I don't want to be right. Okay, that's technically my one thing. Because remember, in these mid-season bangers, I'm only supposed to talk about one thing. But I have related news. So I'm just going to sneak it in as part of my one thing because it all comes out of the same household, okay? Justin Timberlake's wife, Jessica Biel, also made headlines last week for trying to start a, quote, movement to get more people to eat in the shower. Here's what she said on TikTok. I think maybe some of you know this about me, but I love to eat in the shower. I love to eat and drink in the shower. Shower appropriate items like cereal or yogurt, coffee, tea, popsicles. I know, melt factor, but safe, you know? Down the drain, anything drops, you're good. Okay, um, I can slowly climb on board your husband's new single. I cannot get on board for this, Jess. First of all, how is cereal a shower-appropriate item? Just milk with, like, shower water splashing into your Cheerios? How is that enjoyable? You're sipping coffee in one hand while shampooing with the other? I don't get it. I like to think of myself as an open person, but this... I cannot. There was a 2020 Ben Affleck movie called The Way Back. I think I was the one person who watched it. He plays an alcoholic. And I remember this because the way that they illustrated to you, the viewer, that like, oh, this man has an addiction to alcohol is that he would drink beer in the shower, right? And you're meant to think like, oof, if you are so desperate to consume something, you have to do it in the damn shower. Then you have a problem. I feel the same way about this. If you have to eat in the shower, we need to reevaluate your life as a whole. Jessica Biel doesn't care what I think. She doubled down with this. I really want to, you know, start a movement. Here's my rules with shower eating. A ledge is really helpful. Something that you can stick your cup your yogurt container, your coffee, your espresso, whatever it is you're enjoying. But I like to take a bite or a sip and put it on the ledge. Keep the soap out. That's a big deal. It's pretty simple, guys. You can do this. Only tricky thing is when you're chewing, you got to keep your mouth closed because I still like to get under the water while I'm chewing. And for whatever reason, I want to open my mouth at the same time and spit water. I don't know if that's like a childhood squirt gun situation. Chew. Do not open the mouth. Do not let the shower water in. There you go. Enjoy your shower consuming. 
I will not enjoy my shower consuming. This does not seem enjoyable in any way. If you have to, like, think about how you chew so that water doesn't shoot into your mouth whilst chewing, it's not enjoyable. And let me be clear, I am a person who wants to eat everywhere, okay? The car, the bathroom, the gym. I got a little tub of almonds right here. I eat whilst podcasting. I always want to eat. The shower is thankfully the one place where you just can't, okay? Where God forbid you have to go seven minutes without eating. And shouldn't we respect the sanctity of that? I'm sorry. No, I'm all worked up. I need a shower. And I need to listen to your husband's mid-tempo bop to calm my heart rate. Okay, I needed that. (sighs) Really put me back in the zone. Thanks, Timberlake Beale household, for being my one thing. thing. Two. Two things, kind of. Two things. Okay, after the break, I watched the Vanderpump Rules season 11 premiere so you don't have to. But if you want to and need a little refresher on the cultural moment that was skinned of all, we're rolling back my call with Sheena Shea, icon legend, queen Sheena Shea, who does not hold back. It is the perfect way to sort of ease you back into the universe that exists around Sir and Pump and Tom Toms and Schwartz and Sandys and something about her which, upon saying it out loud, sounds more like a Justin Timberlake lyric than a sandwich shop. And because this is a mid-season banger filled with comebacks, I've got Heidi Montag's new single. Yes, you heard that right. Heidi Montag has dropped her first new single in 16 years. And we're having a listening party. Next. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
And we're going to end this episode with a new Heidi Montag single like it's straight up 2008. So if you have time to get 10 plastic surgery procedures before we get to that, please do. But first, almost one year ago, Scandaval broke and life as we know it changed forever. I, for one, learned who Ariana Maddox and Tom Sandoval were. I had never heard those names in my life. I watched my first episode of Vanderpump Rules and I talked to longtime cast member Sheena Shea weeks after the scandal broke. This was a big deal when we got her on this podcast. So we're revisiting that conversation today because Vanderpump Rules is back, baby. The hotly anticipated season 11 premiered on Tuesday night and I stayed up late to watch it because I knew everyone would be talking about it. And then... What happened is no one was really talking about it because there was not really anything to talk about. Because unfortunately, nothing really happened. So if you missed it, I'll catch you up to speed. Ariana Maddox is still living in the same house as her estranged former boyfriend, Tom Sandoval, who doesn't appear until the last 20 seconds. Tom Schwartz has been ostracized from the group as illustrated in a scene where he talks to his plants... His ex-wife, Katie Maloney, mostly talks about buying teacups for her sandwich shop. Sheena Shea is upset that Tom Sandoval has blocked her and her toddler on Instagram. James Kennedy is still DJing at restaurants in blouses unbuttoned to his torso. And Lala Kent is giving us Lala. Mostly, she's just trying to give us something by reaching out to Raquel via voice memo in a back alley. When the most discussed part of the episode is a voice memo that gets no reply, that's tough. That's kind of tough. And listen, I just think it's hard to follow up last season, which ended like this. You are lower than the fucking lowest of low people. You really are. You're a fucking psychopath. You are terrifying to me as a person. The fact that you are capable of this shit, unfucking believable You're a dementor. I know you like Harry Potter. You're a fucking dementor. Ah, You're ugly. You're hideous. I know. You're rotten on the inside. Rotten. Like a fucking moldy piece of fruit. Rotten. Shut the fuck up. Fuck yourself with a fucking cheese grater. Fuck you. You fucking suck. You're disgusting. And I wish nothing but the worst fucking shit that could ever happen to a person on you. Thing, this was your best friend. You're sick. You're a worm with a mustache. They followed that mess of a reunion up with an episode featuring talking to plants and discussing ceramics. Like, I don't know, tough act to follow, but I'm in now. I'm deep in. I can't bail. I recently discovered that Tom and Ariana's house is like 10 minutes from mine. I pass it every morning while I'm taking Romy to preschool. Can you imagine I just discovered this now? I could have been stalking them for the past year. What a missed opportunity. You know, they all sort of like live in and around near me. All the restaurants are like down the street from me. So I'm I'm sort of into that aspect of watching. Plus, Ariana just made her debut on Broadway as Roxy Hart in Chicago. So this is a very interesting juxtaposition to see her like post-scandal healing journey on the show and then her post-scandal earning journey IRL. And then the other thing is, like, if anything, it's got sort of Kardashian-esque elements where you're just watching to marvel at, like, the tight faces and the nails and the lips and the looks that are being served. So I'm going to stick it out. 
I'm going to see what happens when Tom Sandoval gets all up in the mix. And listen, if you're too dumb and busy to invest in pump rules, I'll just watch it for you and report back. Is that what people call it? I actually don't know. Pump rules? I don't know. I am one. I'm a pumpy or whatever they call themselves. I'm one of you. But, you know, this conversation with Sheena Shea happened when I wasn't, when I was just starting to discover and sort of wrap my head around the show and the scandal of it all. So if you're thinking of throwing on a string bikini top and diving into season 11, this is like a fun, scandalous little primer on Vanderpump rules. So let's phone a friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. I am phoning Sheena Shea, who, fun fact, first appeared on the hills as Stacy the bartender's friend. I haven't said the words Stacy the bartender in a decade. Wow. Then she joined the cast of Vanderpump Rules as a server at Sir 11 seasons later. She's a recently married mom of a toddler. She has her own line of false eyelashes, a podcast. And when I called her, Scandaval had just become international news. She had just won an MTV Movie Award for Best Reality Cast. She only had like 10 minutes to talk to me. So we pretty much covered season 10 in 10 minutes. So you can listen to this and feel Vanderpumped up for season 11. I'll stop now. Enjoy. Hello? Hello, Sheena Shea. Hi. Hi. Can I just say, first of all, congratulations on your MTV Movie Award. Thank you. On Viva Verano Lashes, on your gorgeous wedding. Also, on being a part of the most dramatic season of reality television in reality television history. I mean, that is a fact. Is that not a fact? It is a fact. I mean, it is crazy. Hard fact. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell you, I am new to the Vanderpump uh, Cinematic Universe. I did a deep dive in preparation for this call, but I want to do a quick Vander fact check before we dive in. So I'm going to list something that happened in season 10. You simply say fact or fiction. Got it? Got it. Okay. If you want to throw in some profanities, feel free. This should feel like therapy. Here okay. we go. Okay. <laughs> Vander fact check. Raquel, who ended her engagement with James, the former DJ at Sir, has a fling with Peter, the manager at Sir. Fact. While planning your wedding, you struggle to figure out where Raquel should sit because she's been flirting or hooking up with so many of your male guests. Fact. <laughs> Raquel calls Lala a mistress bimbo at Ariana and Tom Sandoval's pool party. Fact, which is rich because she had slept with Tom Sandoval that week. At your wedding weekend in Cancun, Raquel, who had slept with Tom Sandoval that week, hooks up with Tom Schwartz. Yeah, fact. Oh, my God. At the same wedding weekend, Tom Sandoval, who's been with Ariana for 10 years, slaps Raquel's ass at your welcome party in front of everyone? It was literally behind mine and Ariana's back in front of the cameras. How so stupid are you? Fact. That's, that's a fact. A stupid fact. Yeah, unfortunately. You have a gorgeous wedding in Cancun. You marry the love of your life, the father of your gorgeous child, your hot, long-haired husband, Brock. Fact. Fact. He did cut his hair, though, so now he's the hot, short-haired husband. Oh, my God. R.I.P. his long hair. I, well, I, that means I'm not as attracted to him, and I won't, I won't hook up with him, I promise. So I th thought I was going to feel that way, too, but I think he looks so much hotter with the short hair. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I'm constantly trying to get my husband to grow his hair, but that's a conversation for another time. Let's continue <laughs> on with our Vander fact check. We're almost there. Okay. When Allie tells you she saw Raquel and Tom Sandoval out dancing alone together at 1 a.m., you vehemently defend them and say the rumors are disgusting. Yep, fact. 
Mm, yeah. In fact, do you regret? Um, here's the thing. I don't want to okay. regret being a good friend to Raquel. You know, I yes. really had her back and I was duped, but I don't want to regret being a good friend. And that's why everybody loves you, Sheena Shea, because you have been such a good friend to everybody. Okay. Thank you. Ariana's grandmother dies. Tom Sandoval, her partner of 10 years, is at a party with Raquel. Ariana asks him to come home to comfort her. He doesn't. He stays at the party with Raquel. And he lied about why he needed to stay at the party. Yeah. Fact on fact on fact. Fact on fact. Then Lisa Vanderpump's 73-year-old husband, Ken, wanders into the kitchen in the middle of a scene and reveals that Raquel stayed over at Tom Sandoval's while Ariana was away at her grandmother's funeral. Shit hits the fan. Fact or fiction? Fact. Gotta love Ken. Love Ken. Finally, the whole cast has reason to believe that Tom Sandoval, who's been in a loving relationship with Ariana Maddox since season two, has actually been fucking one of her best friends, Raquel, whose name is actually Rachel, for seven months. Yes, fucking Rachel. <laughs> so wait, do we call her Rachel or Raquel from this point forward? So from this point forward, she's Rachel because Raquel is what her friends called her and she doesn't have any friends left. Mm, and you're getting your first air horn sound effect of the interview. That's just season 10 and it's not even <laughs> over yet. I barely made it through that Vander fact check. How have you survived the season? A lot of coffee. Snuggles from my adorable baby girl and um, my loving husband. They have gotten me through. You know, Sheena, we have baby girls. I think our girls are a month apart. My daughter was two in June. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe the simplest way to sum up Scandaval for anyone new to Vanderpump Rules is how would you explain Scandaval to your two-year-old daughter? Oh, my gosh. Um, I would just tell her this is what you don't do in life. (laughs) (laughs) See, Rachel, formerly known as Raquel, don't be that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, We're two episodes away from the season finale. You posted the explosive trailer with the caption, every time I watch this, I'm still head exploding emoji. Yeah. What exactly is it that makes your head explode? I mean... Seeing Tom and Rachel together, Mm. seeing the smirk on her face, like, Mm. (laughs) oops, this went so horribly wrong. Disgusting. I was shaking. Right? That little scene in the trailer is what I would define as canoodling. They're Mm -hmm. canoodling. Yeah, it was really gross to watch. So a lot of people think that Tom Sandoval's best friend, Tom Schwartz, knew about the affair and hooked up with Raquel at your wedding weekend to sort of create a diversion. Gina, did Tom Schwartz know? I believe Tom Schwartz found out right after. I don't <gasps> think he knew at the wedding. But really? Who, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Uh, was there any part of you, because you had this stunning destination wedding that everybody got to watch and be there with you. You looked unbelievably gorgeous. That should have been the pinnacle moment of the season. Thanks. Is there any part of you that thought like, God damn, my wedding was overshadowed by Scandaval? No, because I know that's a part of this job. You know, our big life events are also part of dramatic events. It's an ensemble cast. So it is what it is. It's what we signed up for. And I was just happy that you still got to see how beautiful the resort was, the wedding, and all of that was perfect. It was a true highlight of the season. Like, I just, you're so happy. You're so loved. It was so beautiful. And we needed a little bit of that beauty to contrast with everything else that was sort of unfolding. So 
Thanks for letting us in on your wedding. Yeah, of course. I wish you got to see more of it. We had this awesome cave after party. James Kennedy, shirtless DJing. Oh my God. You didn't see any of that. It was, oh, there was so much more to see. If there were still such a thing as DVD extras, we could throw that on those. Right? Yes. I know that this is probably sort of devastating for you to talk about. It's so hard. I I can only imagine to have 13 years of friendship dissolve like this. But at the same time, there were Vanderpump Rules jokes made at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Like Joe Biden is laughing about Scandival. J-Lo talked about it on The View. I'm talking about it on Phone a Friend. So on the bright side, the show is bigger than ever? It it really is. You know, it's unfortunate that it took something so heartbreaking to get us to where we are now, but it's good to be back, you know? Back? What do you, when you say back, you mean like Just back? like back, in, it, it's entertaining, it's crazy, it's just different things that people can relate to and the scandal and... It's just, I feel like the show is back to the original show we started with. It's like giving seasons one through three in bad ways, but good in the entertainment way. Yes. You know, that's so true because I hosted this, the Hills after show for so many years and a show like the Hills, a show like Selling Sunset, like so many reality shows are never as good as the first few seasons because people become so self-aware, but you guys have brought it right back to that. It's like the dirty season one energy. Yeah, it really is. We're just a lot older. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Every time I see you, because I do have a baby, every time I see you like out, I'm like, how does she do it? And looks so good. Thank you. It's filters and coffee. (laughs) Oh, I love that. (laughs) Again, I'm new to this. So just one other Vander fact check here. Is it true you were on Watch What Happens Live with Raquel the night her affair with Tom was revealed? Yes. And there was a physical altercation backstage and she got a restraining order against you. Like what happened there? It wasn't backstage. It was after the show, after the bar that we went to. She was on a phone call with Ariana on speaker. And when I heard what was happening, you'll see that play out in the finale and at the reunion. Oh my God. Okay. But the restraining order has been lifted. Lifted. I am free. She's a free woman, ladies. I couldn't go to Sir. Really? You had a restraining order against her? Yeah. Against her workplace, which also is technically on set. So I'm like, how is the reunion going to work? But you'll see it all. Oh my God. For the first time in 10 years, you were not allowed in Sir. I can't even imagine. I know. I needed my goat cheese balls. (laughs) Those goat (laughs) cheese balls. I need to go try the goat cheese balls. I've heard about them so much. They're so good. There were also rumors that Raquel hooked up with your husband, Brock. Sheena, what is going on? Are there no other men in Los Angeles that you all have to hook up with each other's? I know, right? It's like, girl, take it out of the friend group. I know nothing happened between her and Brock, but the fact that there's even a rumor is so annoying. It's crazy. Truly. Yeah. Do you think Tom Sandoval and Raquel, this is the million dollar question. Do you think they will last? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Not a shot in hell. No hesitation. Not a shot in hell. Are they still together? Do we know that? ish, I think from what I've seen on social media and heard, but 
I don't see it lasting long term. You haven't spoken to them since. Okay. No. Got it. Got it. Um, Sheena, you're not just on Vanderpump Rules. You're not just a mom of a toddler. You're also currently the owner of, I think it's my dream business, which is a line of false eyelashes called Viva Verano. Yeah. You know, I feel like we can do it all. As women, you know, we can be working moms. We can do it all. Have our own businesses, podcasts, YouTube, TV shows. Do it all. You have it all. And by the way, did you notice that I'm wearing like a full-blown lash for this podcast? I interview? love it. They look so good. I mean, they're not yours, but I got to get my hands on some Well, of you got to get some of these. Please. Okay, we'll have a play date with our daughters. You'll bring me some lashes. And, Perfect. you know, then we'll go to Sir since you can go back. And get yes, some I'm allowed back. <laughs> yes. Before I let you go, you are beloved for 10 seasons of iconic quotes on Vanderpump Rules. But how well do you remember you and your fellow castmates' most memorable one-liners? I'm going to put Ooh. you to the test. Okay. A game called Vander Quote Rules. Vander Quote Rules. Okay. I'm going to say an iconic quote from any one of the 10 seasons that you have been on. You tell me who said it. Feel free to follow up with thoughts, opinions, curse words, fun facts. You have no shortage of those. Are you ready? Got it. I'm ready. Hey, we're going to start easy. <clears throat> I'm smarter than you. I'm cooler than you. I'm prettier than you. Get the fuck over it. That was Ariana about Kristen. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Sorry, bitch. I'm smarter than you. I'm cooler than you. I'm prettier than you. Get the fuck over it and move on with your life. <laughs> You're not important enough to hate. That was Lisa to Stassi. <laughs> it's too easy. You hate or what? You're not important enough to hate. Sit down. It's not about the pasta. James Kennedy, Talala. Correct. Get over the damn pasta, read between the fucking lines. It ain't about the pasta. It's not about the pasta. I'm not sure what I've really done to you, but I'll take a Pinot Grigio. That one was an annoying line to me from Stassi. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'll take a Pinot Grigio. I was like, bitch, get your own Pinot Grigio. Didn't you not bring her the Pinot Grigio? Yeah, I, was, I wasn't serving her. <laughs> <laughs> She asks for a Pinot Grigio while Sheena is serving at the restaurant. And Sheena comes back and says, the bottle is done. It's iconic. It really is. <laughs> uh, I just got my teeth fixed this week and they knocked me over. That was me. Probably at my engagement party. Wrong. That was you after Jax and Tom Sandoval had a fist fight. Was at that my engagement party? party? Oh! Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Just got my teeth fixed today. I have my surgery next week and they, they knocked me over. They knocked me over. <laughs> okay. I would smile right now, but the Botox is just not letting me. That's absolutely me. I would smile right now, but the Botox is just not letting me. I think it's it's starting to move again right now. I mean, I can see movement. <laughs> I can see movement. I need to call my doctor. <laughs> I can't cry because these eyelashes are mink. So that was also me. And now they're foaming. Hey. 3D foaming lashes. Can you cry with your brand of eyelashes, Viva Verano? Because if you have foam. the right glue, you absolutely can. I mean, that if that's not a good promo for the lashes, I don't know what else is. <laughs> I, I'm constantly looking for lashes where I can just cry myself to sleep while wearing them. So totally. To know. These are perfect for that. Did Gandhi predict the future? Who is Gandhi? Predict the future? That's a quote. <laughs> Oh, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, She's like, where did this interview go? 
Did Gandhi predict the future? Who is Gandhi? I, maybe Jax. Absolutely correct. Yes. Did Gandhi predict the future? Who is Gandhi? What did he do? Was that a hard one for you to remember? It was, but then I thought about how it was said, and I was like, that actually sounds like something Jax would say. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. She looked like a baby prostitute. Ooh, I feel like that's been said a couple of times. Oh, <laughs> okay. I mean, it definitely said about Raquel this season. That's correct. Lala yes. on Raquel at yeah. the pool party. She looked like a baby prostitute. Did she look like a baby prostitute? <sighs> she looked like something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was the OG homewrecking whore of this group. That was me. I was the OG homewrecking whore of this group. <laughs> and by the way, without you being a homewrecking whore, to quote yourself, there would essentially be no Vanderpump rules. You are the founding homewrecker, right? There we go. Thank you. Yeah, that was me. You're welcome. Finally, I regret ever loving you. Ariana to Tom Sandoval, well said. I regret ever loving you. Mm, and that, I believe, is coming up. Next week. Next week? Seriously? Yeah. So that happens next week. And then the head-exploding emoji finale of Vanderpump Rules airs May 17th. And before then, why not catch up on all 10 seasons of VPR available now on Hey You in Canada, right? Yes, Hey You, the home of reality television. Uh, for more Sheena Shea, find her at Sheena on Instagram. Listen to her podcast shenanigans. Try her Viva Verano eyelashes that will not be wrecked if you cry. And thank you so much, Sheena. I am thank you. so happy to talk to you and be your new friend. Yes. I promise I won't sleep with your husband. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Sheena Shay. So far, I'm thrilled to report that I kept my word. I have not hooked up with her husband. Yet. But in season 11. Let me tell you, looks like Sheena cheats on her husband with Tom Schwartz. Am I seeing this correctly? Tom Schwartz, who is low-key hot. I'm sorry, I said it. I am attracted to big-time dummy Tom Schwartz, and so is Sheena, apparently. I will be watching for that. Okay, Sheena also mentioned in our conversation the restraining order she had from Raquel and how filming the reunion was tough because she couldn't appear in the same place as Raquel. So when we talked, that reunion wasn't out yet. But let's all remember... What happened? Because she couldn't be on screen at the same time as Raquel, Sheena had these moments where she would go back and watch from her trailer, which if you recall, she was iconically doing while sipping a white claw. Just sitting in a sweatsuit, full makeup, three-inch nails, casually drinking white claw I don't know. That was the moment where I was like, she is a legend and I love her for taking my call. Still no invite from her to arrange a play date with Romy and Summer Moon, but maybe I'll send a voice memo from the back alley. All right, normally this is when I wrap it up, but how could I possibly wrap up this show without listening to Heidi Montag's new single. Okay, the reason I know this single came out, because as you recall, they have blocked me on the internet, so I can't follow their goings-on. But you slid into my DMs 
with a feverish pitch to inform me that Heidi was dropping her first new single in 16 years. I haven't heard it yet. What I'd like to do, if you'll indulge me in this mid-season banger, is have a listening party with you. I'm pulling it up on my phone. Heidi Montag, touch me, single. Should we give it a listen? And I'll give my live reaction. Here we go. Okay, you should know in the cover art... She is wearing a sheer black boned corset. It's giving her Playboy spread. It's giving uh, Kleinfeld gowns in the mid 2000s. Here we go. I used to be the kind of girl who got it covered. I never let nobody see me for myself. Wow. I used to live inside a world undiscovered. Lost inside the secrets that I never meant to. Really going for that vocal fry. But you Oh my god. Okay, let's go, Cora. about a lack of evolution. I don't know what I expected her to sing about, but I did not expect her to sing about someone touching her body in the club. <gasps> also, because it says right here on the iTunes single produced by 2024 Pratt Productions, I, I mean, I can't, I can't separate it from the fact that she is talking about Spencer. Okay, at least with Justin Timberlake, like, if you want to visualize Jessica Biel, she's fucking hot. We get it. We're there. He's also, like, allegedly cheated with other hot women, so you can envision them, too. With Heidi Montag, you're just envisioning Spencer, like, standing in the corner of the club, ready to touch her body. I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. Let's keep going. Oh, sorry. Um, I just got a notification that Romy has taken a poo at preschool. So sorry if that interrupted the audio. Let's continue. Okay, I'm dancing. Okay. Listen, let's take the lyrics. Let's take the boned corset. Let's take the Spencer Pratt, the crystals out of it. It's not a bad song. For 2008? In 2024? I'll tolerate it! I just want her to be happy. 2024 to me is the year of, like, do whatever the fuck you want. You have two kids. You want to support your family in a boned corset, singing about touching your body in the club? Do it! Do it, Heidi! And that's my message to all of you. Do what you want in 2024, okay? And let's just keep the single going. As I say, thank you, phonies, as always. Thank you for listening to these mid-season bangers, to staying with me in between seasons. We're getting to March 14th, and I cannot wait for March 9th, my stand-up special in Toronto. Um, I hope you can be there with me so that you can touch my body in the club. Heidi, take us out. We'll talk next Thursday. Bye!
Friend was created by our mom, Jessie Crookson. The executive producers are Jessie Crookson and Jason Yanba. The technical producer is Rob Perrot. The amazing theme song and sexy interludes are by Jay Melanowski from Badwin Sound Clash. Phone a Friend is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Credits are by us, Ray Gatika and Real Gatika. We're her kids. That's crazy, right? Wow, you're still listening? Okay, see you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 